we see a pair of boots marching down a metal hallway. And that pair of boots comes to a stop in front of a door. There's a knocking sound against the solid metal sheeting of the door. And the door slides open, and as our camera pans up from the boots to the legs, we see a sword dangling down. And then up even further as that door opens, and a voice on the other side of the door says, Wolf, where have you been? And then that voice stops as our camera pans the rest of the way up. And standing outside of Raven Kai's apartment is Kiana Arden, agent of the Phantoms of the Azure Court. She's standing there with her left hand gripping the scabbard of her sword and the other hand on her right hip as she stares at Raven Kai. Raven looks Kiana Arden up and down and says, Can I help you? Arden says, You're friends with the Mender that came to Skoroko Station, correct? Raven looks around and says, I'm sorry, who are you? Arden says, This Menda, who is she? Where is she from? Where is she now? Raven says, Look, I don't know who you are, and I don't really see any reason why you're asking me these questions. So, have a good day. And they go to close the door. But before they can even move their hand down to press the release to slide the door shut, Arden steps forward and shoves Raven back into the room. Stepping over the threshold, it's Kiana Arden who presses the button to close the door. And then she steps towards Raven and says, I'll ask again, where's the mender? Who is she? Raven looks up at Arden and slowly stands. And they say, What is your problem? You can't just go around attacking people. At which point Arden draws her sword and places the tip of it at Raven's throat. She says, I'm an agent of the Phantoms of the Asha Court. I can do what I like in this sector. Now tell me about the Mender. Raven raises their hands and says, Okay, um... No reason for anybody to get uh, hurt. The Mender is a friend of mine. Uh, her name is Alexis Wolf, and she came because I called her. We were having some illnesses cropping up on the station, and she came and she was able to sort it out, and that's it. That's all there is to say. I, it's She just did her job. Arden... Continuing to hold the point of the sword at Raven's throat, says, I have heard rumors that there are agents of the Radiant Council aboard this station. Did they help this mender? Raven looks uncomfortable, and Arden 
pushes the blade in just a little bit closer. The Raven says, okay, 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 okay. I, she may have mentioned something about the Radiant Council having a base of operations here, and they were doing some research on something, and that may have caused some of the illness, but Wolf took care of it. It's, it's over now. At this, Arden smiles and says, Oh, it's far from over now. No, I think it's just beginning. Welcome back for another episode of Errant Adventures, the solo actual play podcast where stories are told at the speed of dice. With me, Steve Morrison, your game master and solo player. Now come on, let's grab the dice and see where our story goes. Welcome back for episode five of season three, Cry Havoc. Last time, Wolf made it back to her ship, the Dead Reckoning, without losing power. And then she got some rest. When she woke up, she did some research into the crystal and its energy source, trying to determine whether or not that was the thing that drained the power from her gear. And unfortunately, she discovered that it was. So she gathered up some resources from inside her ship and fashioned a Faraday cage that she was pretty confident was going to be able to block the energy radiation emissions from the crystal so that her gear would not get drained after it had recharged. Having completed that, she returns back where she buried the crystal, only to discover that it has been dug up and taken away. She contacts Valkyrie her ship's AI, and has Valkyrie run a scan of the area, searching for that particular energy source. Valkyrie gets her on the right track, and she follows along until she reaches this massive tree with a nest in it and realizes the thing that took the crystal is a forge spawn with these long leathery wings, mandibles, and a long tail. She manages to climb up the tree stealthily and steal the crystal back from the creature. She slips away and hides the crystal inside the Faraday cage to determine if it is going to stop the energy from draining from her batteries, which it seems like that is working. So she returns to Skoroko Station and hands the crystal over to Dr. Winter, informing her of the discoveries made on the planet. However, almost immediately, Wolf realizes that Dr. Winter is acting strangely, and Wolf mouths the question, Are you okay? Dr. Winter, very slowly, very deliberately, shakes her head, No. Wolf stands in Dr. Winter's office, absorbing this new information that she has received. Something is happening on Skoroko Station. Something that has put Dr. Winter on edge. Something that has complicated the situation. And by the fact that Dr. Winter hasn't said that there is something going on, Wolf intuits that there's probably someone listening. So, we've got a few tidbits to wrap up from the end of last session. She fulfilled her iron vow to return with the crystal, but because we got a weak hit, 
she has to swear an iron vow to uh, make it right because she's discovered an unfortunate truth or, you know, something like that. So let's just start out there. I think Wolf realizes that there is something wrong, that Dr. Winter is under some sort of duress, and she wants to help with that. So I think she is going to swear an iron vow to make it right, find out what's going on with Dr. Winter and help out. So I think this could be a fairly straightforward vow. So I think I'm just going to set the rank at troublesome and let's go ahead and roll up our swear and iron vow. So we're going to roll plus heart, which is plus one for wolf. And again, we are swearing this vow to a connection. So this is going to add plus one. Here we go. Plus two on this die roll. Start off with a four on the action score, a four and a six on the challenge dice for a mess. You must overcome a significant obstacle before you begin your quest. Envision what stands in your way. So I think a significant obstacle is the fact that they clearly can't speak openly. So I think Wolf maybe reaches down and grabs the hilt of her sword and she mouths to Dr. Winter Basically, I'm going to help you. And I think, again, Dr. Winter shakes her head as in, no, I don't think you can. And then, because they've probably been silent for a little too long, Dr. Winter says, thank you, Wolf, for bringing me this crystal. I will study it and uh, perhaps I can use it to help the station. In the meantime, I don't think there's anything else that uh, you can do for me. And so I must turn my attentions to the research. I wish you well, and good luck out there. Wolf nods slowly and then says, Of course, Doctor, I'm happy to have helped. If you need anything else in the future, you just let me know. Dr. Winter says... I'm sure we'll be fine, but thank you for the offer. At which point Wolf turns and makes her way out. So you must overcome a significant obstacle before you begin your quest. Envision what stands in your way. Dr. Winter has given her no starting point, no information. And I had another thought, which is that Raven was probably going to contact Wolf to let her know that someone was looking for her. But I feel like getting that information might be useful to figuring out what's going on on the station. So I think the overcome a significant obstacle is she does not get any communication. And why might that be? Did Kiana Arden somehow imprison Raven? Are they completely incommunicado? I think it's probably time to start asking some questions of the Oracle because I don't know. I don't know the answers to these questions. So uh, let's go ahead and start off with asking the Oracle, is Raven Kai missing? Are they not available to tell Wolf about this interaction they had with Kiana Arden? I think that is almost certain. So that is going to be 90 or less on our D100. 52 is a yes. So 
Raven is missing. Is there more to it though? Is there, is there an additional obstacle? Is there something else that is standing in her way? Maybe since we rolled a miss, we should roll some action and theme, and that will give us a sense of maybe what else is going on on the station. 78 research and theme 90 tool research tool research tool okay i have an idea so wolf leaves dr winter's office leaves the radiant council labs on level six and returns back to raven's apartment when she arrives there the door is locked which is not unusual raven is a pilot and uh, often is gone for hours on end and so wolf being friends with raven has the security access code is able to enter into the apartment and sets her her bag down with her gear and is just sort of looking around the apartment she goes to the comm panel to check and see if there are any messages that raven has left and then i think she sits down and fires off a quick written communication to raven of just basically like hey i'm back in the station um when do you get off and then i think she probably just goes uh, about her business of trying to figure out what's going on with the Radiant Council and with Dr. Winter. Because she doesn't get a an immediate response from Raven, which is not unusual. I think she's probably accustomed to having to wait a little bit before getting a response from her friend. So she does a little bit of research and I think there's not a whole lot that she's finding on the station news feeds. There's not really a whole lot going on on the station other than there are concerns over power losses. I think there are several levels of the station that they've had to shut down to conserve power. And maybe maybe that is one of the like overriding themes is that for whatever reason, they are not getting deliveries of fuel. And maybe there's some speculation as to whether or not they've been blacklisted as a station and kept from receiving standard deliveries from the refueling guild or whatever. And then, obviously, there are also some like news stories about the the illness that was going around and that it has mostly uh, died down at this point and that people have recovered. And maybe there's even a few mentions of a mender coming along and helping out. But there's really nothing specific that jumps out at Wolf as being something that would cause Dr. Winter to be unsettled. Does Wolf know a whole lot about the Radiant Council and the Phantoms of the Azure Court? Like, we haven't really established how much Wolf knows about Veiled Rest as a sector. And I think maybe now would be a good time to determine that. So, does Wolf know 
the political situation going on here in Veiled Rest, I'm going to say it's 50-50. Just straight down the middle. So 50 or less will be a yes. 88, which is a no. It's also a match, which could be extreme result, interesting twist, or dramatic complication. The answer being no tells me that Wolf has passed through Skoroko Station before, but Veiled Rest as a sector is not her native sector. It's not the place that she has been living for a long time. And so she's just passing through. She was in the area. She received this communication from Raven. She came to Skoroko Station to try and help out but she does not really know what's going on here in the area. So it seems to me that she has no idea other than a few veiled references that Raven made early on what the deal is with the Radiant Council. And maybe she doesn't even know about the Phantoms of the Azure Court beyond just knowing that they're the faction that controls this sector. And so maybe she doesn't have a whole lot of information to go off of. So I think that is probably her next move is to start researching the sector and try to put together what the political situation is here in Veiled Rest in order to understand what could be threatening the Radiant Council and Dr. Winter. We should probably do a little bit of gathering information. That makes sense to me, so let's roll plus wits. That's plus two for Wolf. As we conduct an investigation, analyze evidence, and do research. Eight on the action die, eight and a ten on the challenge dice for another miss. So we are continuing to ride the suck train as uh, Wolf is hitting roadblock after roadblock. So your investigation unearths a dire threat or reveals an unwelcome truth that undermines your quest. Pay the price. So that tells me that she finds out information. It's not like, oh, there's no information whatsoever. But the information that she finds out is not great. So let's go back over to our factions here and let's look things over. So uh, the Radiant Council is a fringe group. They are established. That's their influence. Their project is to escape the control of another faction or power. I think she finds that information out. It's no secret that the Radiant Council is this weird group of researchers, scientists, who maybe uh, at times have been utilized to build weapons and other technologies for the Founder Clans. And they are trying to break away from the control of the Phantoms of the Azure Court in order to be able to go off and research the things that they want to research rather than being beholden to the power structures of this sector and the forge itself. Now, the Phantoms of the Azure Court are led by a fated or prophesied leader. Their influence is isolated, which I have interpreted to mean that they are local to this sector and that they are not necessarily in control of a whole bunch of other sectors. They are a dominion, however, so they are in control of the sector their sphere is isolationism, secrecy, and wealth. So they want to keep 
the information and the goods and the powers and whatever they can find here in this place. Leaders are puppets for another power or faction, is the rumor. And I think that what Wolf determines right here, right now, is that the Phantoms of the Azure Court are in fact beholden to one of the Founder Clans. So let's talk about Founder Clans real quick. There are five Founder Clans, each that honors the name and legacy of a leader who guided their people in the chaotic time after the Exodus. And I have established that each of these five founder clans governs a different sphere of society. And there are the Tarquins, who are the shipbuilders. There are the Idabren, who are warriors. There are the Cimbrian, who are scientists. There's Hamshal, which are cultural. And there are the Verdot, who are hunters. Now, dealing with the Radiant Council and science could mean that they are beholden to Cimbrian, but I don't know that that's true. I feel like, I think probably the Radiant Council wants to be allied with the Cimbrian, but they are not. So that narrows it down for me to Hamshal or Verdot. And both have... Uh, interesting connotations for this campaign. So Verdot are the forge spawn hunters, and Hamshal are the cultural researchers who are delving into the depths of uh, ascendancy vaults and learning about the ancient culture that dominated the forge, while also producing art and all of these other things for the forge in the present day. And I kind of want to go with Hamshal. I feel like that would be interesting. So the Radiant Council are puppets of Founder Clan Hamshal. When Wolf reads that, she goes, oh no, not Hamshal. It just gets worse and worse. So she disconnects from the comm net on the station And she opens up a comm channel to the Dead Reckoning. And she says, Val, can you hear me? Yes, Wolf, I can hear you. Val, I didn't know this when we came here. I probably should have, but maybe I've been trusting too long in the steps that we took. But this sector is under the control of a faction called the Phantoms of the Azure Court, and they are beholden to Clan Homshal. Valkyrie says, That is concerning. Do you think they will find us? Wolf rubs her hands over her face and says, I I don't know. It's possible. I mean, we've changed the ship ID. I changed my name. But if anybody gets word that you're on the ship, there are going to be questions. There aren't a whole lot of overseers like you, Val. I appreciate the compliment, Wolf. I will do my best to maintain anonymity here. Wolf nods and says, Yeah, yeah, do that. But also, if we have to, we'll just run. We've done it before. We'll do it again. I've got to find Raven. Maybe they're at the control center. I can just go talk to them real quick. We may have to leave sooner rather than later. 
And then Val says, Wolf, hold one moment. There is a ship arriving in the docking bay. It belongs to the Phantoms of the Azure Court. And there are a number of individuals who are disembarking from it. Soldiers. Wolf swears and says, Looks like it's time for us to get out of here then. She says, Can you try to keep contacting Raven and let them know that we've got to get off the station? I'm really sorry. I wish we could stay, but we've just got to get out of here. There's a brief pause and then... Val says, Wolf, I cannot contact Raven. They are not at work, nor are they anywhere I can detect on the station. Wolf swears again and says, Of course, if they know we're here, they would go after Raven. They don't know anything. I mean, nothing really that can hurt us, but that's not going to stop Homshall. Keep an eye on these soldiers. If it seems as though they're heading towards you at all, take the ship and go. I'll find another way off the station. You can't get caught. Wolf, there is one other thing. There is a section of the station that I am not able to access anymore. It is on level two. There is a section of dormitory that is being shielded from scans. It was not so when we arrived. This is a new occurrence. Wolf takes a breath and says, I wonder if that's where they're keeping Raven. I have to go help them. I can't leave them to this. They don't deserve it. Wolf, you do not know what you are walking into. It could be a trap. If you are correct, and Hamshal is on our trail... They could capture you. Wolf smiles, though there's very little humor in her face, and says, They can certainly try. I'm not going to go quietly into the night. And she grabs her sword and her laser pistol and straps them on and leaves the apartment behind. Here's the thing. We've made some progress. I mean, kind of. We unearthed a dire threat or reveals an unwelcome truth that undermines your quest. So we've made progress, but not necessarily on our vow. So I don't think we can mark progress on that, but we certainly have a lead as Wolf is now has sort of forgotten about Dr. Winter's problems and is more focused on her and Valkyrie's problems and the possibility that Raven is being held by either the Phantoms of the Azure Court or Homshaw soldiers. Uh, either would be a bad thing for them. Wolf heads down to level two, where the scans cannot penetrate. As she's walking down the hallway, she's counting the steps from the lift to this place where she's headed. Just in case, just in case she needs to know exactly how many steps it will take to get back to the lift and get off this level. She's fought a lot in her past. She's made many fighting retreats. She's 
ready to do it again if she has to. But so far, as she's walking down the corridor, there really aren't a whole lot of people out and about. Instead, there are a few people walking down the passageway, but they don't seem to be concealing weapons. They're ignoring her, and she doesn't get the sense that they are waiting for her, that this is an ambush. So she passes them by, and she makes her way to the door. As she approaches, Val pipes in and says, That door ahead of you, on the left-hand side, that is the access point into the room that is shielded from my sensors. Wolf says, Thanks, Val. Are the soldiers approaching you at all? No, Wolf. They have entered the station and are spreading out. There are some concerns from station residents at the presence of Azure Court soldiers, but so far things have remained peaceful. Wolf says, let's hope it stays that way. I'm about to head in. I don't know if we'll be able to communicate once I'm inside this shielded area. Wish me luck. Luck is a strange human concept. I do not believe you need it. Thanks, Val. Wolf approaches the door and looks it over. It's sealed. It's locked. It's nondescript. So she pulls out a small kit and goes to work on the lock. And she's going to try and break into this room. Now, I think that this is going to be plus wits. Expertise, focus, or observation. And her wits are plus two. Now, so far, I've rolled two action rolls, and both have been misses. So, hopefully, the third time's not a charm in this case. Or maybe it is a charm. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Here we go. Eight on the action die, a six and a three on the challenge dice for a strong hit. On a strong hit, take a momentum. So our momentum, we're building it back up. It goes from two to three, and we are successful. So Wolf looks both ways down the hallway. There's no traffic passing by at the moment, and she pulls out this kit, connects it to the door, and activates it. It runs through a series of codes. It decodes the locking mechanism on this door, and the door slides open. I think we have a question here. Is Kiana Arden here in this room? And I would say normally based on the two misses that we've had, the answer would be almost certain. But I also feel like coming face to face with Arden is going to uh, inadvertently create progress for the vow of figuring out what's going on with Dr. Winter. And since both of our misses have been sort of about trying to figure out that thing, I think that's going to knock the likelihood down to 50-50. Arden might not be here right now. She might be out threatening Dr. Winter or coordinating the soldiers of the Azure Court. I don't know. So I'm going to say 50-50. So 50 or less, yes, she will be in this room. All right, 43. So second question, is she prepared for Wolf? And I think the answer is almost certain. If, if she's in the room, she's prepared. Seven is absolutely a yes. 
So the door slides open. And it's a small apartment, much like Raven's. Wolf steps into the room and looks around. It's dark in this initial room of the apartment. And Wolf closes the door behind her, peering into the into the gloom and into the darkness. I think that she can sense that there are people in this room. She can feel the energy of the room as she has stepped into it, the tension here. Her hand reaches towards the hilt of her sword. As her hand reaches towards the hilt of her sword, a light comes on on the far side of this small living room. Wolf sees a woman with hair that is almost white, pulled back into a a tight ponytail. Her skin is almost an amber color, and her eyes are intense and focused. She is standing next to a chair on which Raven Kai is sitting, bound and gagged. And this woman is holding a blade to Raven's throat. Kiana Arden says, So, you must be Alexis Wolf, the mender. Let's take a good look at you. Lights. And the rest of the lights in the room brighten. And now Wolf can see Arden and Arden can see Wolf. But here's the thing. In this moment of drama, this moment of performance, Kiana Arden made a small mistake, which is she revealed herself first. And in that split second, Wolf recognized the other woman. And in the moment that that light comes up, Wolf holds up a hand as if she's shielding the light from her eyes and partially obscures her face with her palm. Arden, looking at her, says, put down your hand. And Wolf says, I'd rather not. It's a little bright. My eyes were injured on the planet and I'm having trouble seeing. Do you mind if we dim the lights back down? Can we not have a pleasant conversation? Do we have to have this standoff? Now here's the thing. Wolf is trying, but she was not expecting this. Her heart is racing. Her mind is racing. And she's honestly not doing a great job of disguising herself. She's doing the best she can with what she's got. And I think for a moment, Arden forgets Raven and the sword half lowers and she squints and she says it can't be lower your hand now show me your face 
Wolf says, really, I'd rather we turn the lights back down. And she brings her other hand up to cover another part of her face as she's play acting that her eyes are burning in the light. And then Arden remembers that Raven is there and she brings the sword back up to Raven's throat. And she says, lower your hands or I will cut their throat. Reluctantly, Wolf lowers her hands and looks Kiana Arden in the eyes. There's a sharp intake of breath from the soldier of the phantoms of the Azure Court as she says, Havoc. Wolf smiles and says, Hello, Vanguard. Thanks for listening to Errant Adventures, and thanks so much to Sirenscape for the lovely ambient sounds and music throughout the episode. If you enjoyed the show, please spread the word. And if you want to support the show directly, leave me a review or buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com slash errantadventures. If you want to interact with me, I'm at errantsolopod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email me at errantsolopod at gmail.com. I also post campaign-related materials on my website, errantadventurespod.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.